This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the hassle. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app, promo code SGPN, $20. We are also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog pick em in college and NFL. Win up to 20 times your bet. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for $100 deposit bonus up to $500. Sanderson Farm Weeks, Sanderson Farms Week. I got my boy Matt Miller here. Two Matts doing one podcast. Kind of that's kind of why we did it. So Matt, thanks for joining <laughs> me. Ready to talk some Sanderson Farms? Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate uh, appreciate you inviting me on. Yeah, he's a staple in the golf gambling community. Always posting his card. Always posting a bunch of stuff. So if you don't follow Matt, be sure to do that as well. Before we get into the Sanderson Farms, let's talk a little bit my lag a little bit. Let's talk a little Ryder Cup. How, what's your overall thoughts on the Europe taking it down, us getting absolutely killed, just looking embarrassing. What's your thoughts on the Ryder Cup? Yeah, I mean, we got off to just such a bad start. It was almost like after Friday, it was going to take a lot to come back. Um, we got a little bit of excitement, I guess, like Saturday in the afternoon session and then Sunday in the singles. It kind of looked like maybe there was a prayer at tying. Um, but I think it's just kind of we we should probably learn that the old uh, buddy system we had going failed us <laughs> over there. Spieth and Thomas didn't get it done. Canley and Xander didn't get it done. Um, it just didn't work. And Europe kind of went with the, you know, they put guys together, I guess, based on the analytics and kind of just took Did it to Did you see a, those comments that, uh, what Zach's comments on the analytics versus uh, Luke's con- comments on the analytics? Like, Zach was like, yeah, I don't really like know what you're talking about. I didn't, I went with the averages, went with the our guys and then uh luke's over there saying yeah dodo's the our analytical guy he was into the numbers and and yeah it not that that's really uh the end all be all but it was just embarrassing how zach didn't really know how to even answer the question and though it turned out the way it did but how much router cup did you actually like watch were you up at like 2 a.m on all three days or what was your viewing schedule so friday i got up for the first match um i was pumped about it and then we got absolutely thumped um so i watched both sessions friday and then saturday i'm like i'm not getting up early for this again um i got up you know earlier than i normally would on a saturday but it was probably like halfway through the first session and i mean i woke up brooks and scotty at that point were already down like six um and it just kind of looked like it was a repeat and it started to get a little bit better um saturday in the second session but at that point, it, it would just almost have to go perfect for us to have any kind of chance. Yeah, that uh, uh, first session, once Vic chipped in after like Ludd hit that poor that that poor shot, that poor iron shot into one, I was like, all right, like Ludwig's feeling the pressure a little bit. Then Vic chips in, I was like, this is good. This is how it's gonna go, right? And then the, the Roms chip in started happening. I was like, all right, I got to go back to bed. But I feel you. Like when I when I know I, there's golf on, I just can't sleep like i just subconsciously know what's going on so i was like okay i need to be up for this and then i was trying to stay up and then we were getting killed but so yeah that was the router cup a mess uh we both we both watched probably too much i wish we didn't watch it but <laughs> yeah let's get into the sanderson if, unless you have any more thoughts on the router cup no i mean i think we pretty much covered it i hope kind of 
it, it seems like it's been a uh, sort of the home teams had their way. So yeah. hopefully that benefits us in 2025. But um, I kind of hope we do a little bit better job with the pairings. <laughs> I agree. So now we have the Sanderson Farms Championship from Jackson, Mississippi, arguably the most boring golf course on the PGA Tour, just very bland. This is probably my least favorite event. Did hit Sergio here like two, three years ago, whenever that was. But besides that, it's just been a, it's just a crapshoot event. It's a fall swing. Can't, but we got golf, so we can't be too upset. A very interesting upper range. I guess that even the middle of the season, you would have never picked these four guys to be in the top uh, top tier of DraftKings. We have Ludwig Ober, is how we're going to pronounce it. Steven Yeager, Eric Cole, and Emiliano Grio rounding out the 10K range. What are your overwhelming thoughts on this upper range, and who is your who's your guy if you had to pick one up here? Yeah, it's um, it's a pretty unique upper range, oh, yeah. kind of like you mentioned. I mean, it's not who we're used to seeing at the top of the board. Um, I would probably fade Obear this week just because of kind of the Ryder Cup hangover, literally and figuratively. <laughs> um, yeah. They were kind of celebrating pretty good in Rome, and now he's got to fly all the way over here to play. So I'd probably avoid him this week, even though he's probably the best of, of those golfers. Um, I would probably lean either Cole or Jaeger. They've both just been so consistent lately. Yeah. I think Jaeger hasn't missed a cut since like April. Um, he's striking the ball really well. Cole was right in it at the force net last time we saw any of these guys play. If he'd kind of made a few more putts, who knows what would have happened. So I'd probably go one of those two guys. I mean, they'll probably both be fairly popular, but they seem to just kind of be pretty safe plays. Yeah, I the Ludwig thing, I... Do we know if he's even in Mississippi yet? Because Nikolai Horgard already withdrew. Like, do we have eyes on Ludwig? Where is he right now? Because no one would be surprised if he withdrew withdraws and people like he should. Like, dude, enjoy it. You're like 23 years old, 22 years old. Enjoy the week. You just won a Ryder Cup and you contributed. Now he's gonna go back to the PGA Tour, be the betting favorite, be the uh, DraftKings favorite. How is he gonna fare? And by no means golf wise should he perform poorly in this golf course. He's should drive it long and straight, have a wedge in every hole. But I don't know if I want to play him, especially at 11K. Uh, the Jaeger, the Cole thing, those guys, are. I feel like they're such safe plays. Even if they get off to a bad start, they're just going to, like, kind of like why I love playing Terrell Hatton in DFS. Even if it gets off to a bad start, he just grinds, 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 and he'll finish that backdoor T7. And, then, like, he'll probably pay off for you at this upper price point. But the thing with Jaeger that I was so, like, shocked about I, him playing this event six times was like crazy to me. Like, I feel like Jaeger kind of came out of nowhere. And the fact that he has six starts at the Sanderson Farm Championship was like, like, all right, dude. Like, I guess he knows this golf course. So th- that that boosts him in my narrative. So I guess I'm going to have to go with Jaeger Bomb, just the consistency and him playing here X amount of times. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I don't even think I realized that he had that many starts here. Um, he did just yeah. kind of sneak up on us. And I'm with you with the Obert thing. I, I mean... I kind of was expecting earlier today that it would just be announced that yeah, who withdrew from the tournament. Um, but as of now, I haven't heard anything. So I don't know if that's going to come out tomorrow or what, uh, or Wednesday, but yeah, I, this just might not be the week for him. For now, we'll put in Jaeger in our lineup and we could always change it. If we like someone more in this upper nine or like upper eight range, Let's move down to this nine K range. Keith Mitchell, I already think I love. Lucas Herbert had that awesome round one at the Fortinet, then like fell off the face of the earth. Um, there we got S. H. Kim. Is that just Kim? Right? Yeah, S. H. Kim, 
he almost won the Fortinet. He was doing really good. Sweet Bow, Doug Gim, and then Adam Svensson round out the 9K range. I think I just love Keith Mitchell's just overall golf sentiment and uh, veteran presence, I guess you could say. He just has those reps. I know he's not really a prolific winner, but at this price point in this field, he can go bombs away here and then hopefully get hot with his wedges and putters. What's your sentiment on this upper 9K range and I guess whole 9K range? Yeah, I'm totally with you. I'm a, I'm a Keith Mitchell guy. Um, I think he could do well at this course. I mean, he's like you said, he's a bomber. I think he can kind of take like the Cam Champ route to yeah. you know, having success here where he just puts himself in such a good position off the tee that it's kind of just wedge. And if he has a good putting week, um, he, he really has a chance. And it, you mentioned it. I mean, he is a veteran. He kind of feels like he's one of those guys that he's been in the mix a ton. I, I just kind of see him being comfortable if he is kind of toward toward the top of that board. Um, I think he's going to have a pretty good week. He's had some time off. I guess that's kind of the one thing with a lot of these guys this week. I mean, even the guys who played the fourth in that, that's like three weeks ago at this point. I don't think Mitchell has played since like August, which yeah. there is a little bit of rust there, but I, it's kind of the same way for everyone. I mean, at most guys have, you know, four or so rounds in since then anyway. So I'm not going to use that too much against anyone. I, yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, going down this range, Lucas Herbert, I think he's a bit, he's priced a bit too high, but he's just a guy who can get absolutely blazing hot with the putter and just literally win golf tournaments with the putter. And we've seen him do it in Europe and on the PGA Tour too. But I don't really know if I want to buy that price point. Um, Bo, ha- I'm Bo Hostler, 9,200. He's a guy who I don't really want to be a part of if he's any type of chalk but i can like see it just because he has he's a, a name i guess a name that can perform in this golf course long and straight get hot with the wedges and putter now doug gim he is got back to his dna late in the season last year we know doug gim is all about the ball striking and a shitty putter fine that's a that's a fair build but he was not doing that the majority of the pga tour season then the last two months i guess three months he got back to that dna where he was striking the hell out of the ball putting bad to okay which is fine for doug game that's what you want to see from him uh how will that fare on this golf course is this a golf course that he can really separate himself from tita green maybe i don't i don't i don't want to say yes but if you're going to have to get the 17 under or i guess 13 to 14 under for doug game to pay off at 9100 do we want to do we want to count on that i really i'd probably want doug game at a golf course that was a bit more demanding tita green what's your thoughts on like doug game as a as a golfer yeah, he's interesting. Um, you know, he kind of was, there was kind of a lot of talk about him when he first came up and then he kind of didn't, he kind of underperformed, I guess, to a degree. And then he got pretty good for a little bit. And then he had a rough start to last year. Like you said, he, he's been inconsistent, but there's definitely talent there. Um, I'm kind of with you on this one. I don't know if I can fully depend on him, but I could see him being a, a, an intriguing play here. I mean, there definitely is talent there. Um, and he, you know, he pops from time to time. I, it's weird seeing him all the way up here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not fully sold on him. Um, I, I just, I feel like he's a guy that's just been historically tough to depend on. I, yeah, I agree with you. I kind of like Adam Svensson at 9K. Adam Svensson is another guy who, Got hot, was good in the fall last year, was really good with his irons and his ball striking. And then the middle of the season kind of lost that part of his game. But in the end of the season, he picked it back up, was gaining strokes on approach, like 
five straight events and he finished T7 at Sedgefield. He won at the NC Island. So maybe he plays good in the SEC country. We're in Mississippi right now. Uh, Adams Fenson, the Canadian in the Southeast might be a play at 9K. I think it's very fair. And he's a guy with a high ceiling. He's a PGA Tour winner. I think Adams Fenson might be my pick in this uh, in this 9K range besides besides Keith, but I'll, we'll keep Jaeger in there for now. So you, how do you feel on Fenson? Yeah, I like Spencer too. I, I like his game a lot. Um, he's he's been a guy I've I've been kind of on uh, for a little bit. Uh, you know, with placements and and stuff like that in the betting yeah. market. Um, I think he's got a lot of talent. I, I like him this week. You want to you want to throw Spencer in there and see see what, what, what yeah what let's do it. Let's do Spencer. All right, we're left with seventy six hundred, but we will quickly touch on this eight K range. First, I have another ad real quick, and I'm going to talk about Game Time. Game Time. If you need tickets, go to Game Time. I got my newfound glory hat on. If you need it, if you ever want to go to a concert, last minute, grab Game Time. Twenty dollars off code SGPN. Literally, you go on the app. They'll show you a picture of your seats, and it's literally so easy. Code SGPN. Twenty dollars off Game Time. All right, eight K range. Let's rock. Alex Molly, I think he's going to be very popular at this price down to Luke List. This is kind of a smaller range than I feel like we're used to seeing for this 8K range. But there's definitely some names here that are have proven some things. Mark Hubbard's a guy that is always popular. KH Lee, Tom Hoagie, PGA Tour winners. Lee Hodges, PGA Tour winner. This is a very interesting range that, range that I don't really know. Wow, this is this is a very interesting range. I, I didn't really deep dive it. Who's your who's your guy here? Do you have multiple picks or one pick you like more than others? Um, I mean, I think Hubbard's going to be popular. I think he, oh, he yeah. could be a nice play, but he's probably going to be very popular. Uh, guy, I keep looking at. And I don't know if it's because I saw him in half the commercial story in the Ryder Cup. Is Sam Ryder? <laughs> um, but he kind of did intrigue me. The more I looked at him this week, yeah, he's. Same. He's been good with his irons. I mean, I think it's been four straight starts where he gained over five strokes on approach. Yeah, five plus. Um, so that's pretty encouraging. It is sort of that thing where it baits back a little bit, but he was good again at the fourth night the last time we saw him. Uh, he's you know struggled a little bit with the putter lately, but he he had went through a stretch last year. I looked more into it where he gained strokes putting in um, 11 straight events. So Really? He can get hot with the putter. And if it's one of those weeks where he has a hot putting week and his irons stay the way they are, I think he has a chance to play pretty well. So he's definitely a guy I kind of have my eye on. Um, this is a pretty intriguing range, though. There's a lot of different ways you can go with it. Yeah, this range I feel like is going to make or break it because these guys can all easily finish inside the top five or all easily miss the cut. So this range, you're going to have to take some chances and I feel like it could make your lineups. I like Ryder too. Uh, he finished, he was, I didn't finish. He was third in my model, which was kind of, I didn't expect Ryder to model out as well as he did. I bet him last, I guess, last event at the Fortinet. Uh, he was kind of there. He finished inside the top 15, I believe, at the Fortinet. So he played good golf and he's playing good golf. We saw him pop a few times last year. I like the Ryder call. I'm also very intrigued in Ben Griffin. He is a guy who was from the Southeast, went to college at Duke. So I know it's not really the same area, but I guess it's, Similar enough, similar grass styles. So Ben Griffin, he was a guy who was hot in the fall. He almost won in Bahamas or Bermuda. I forget which event it was. But I feel like Ben Griffin is a guy who, obviously up-and-coming guy, 
who has the ceiling, who has the approach prowess and is what you want in a golfer who has that sp- uh, spike approach weeks. And if you can get hot with the putter, I'm down for some Ben Griffin. Uh, what's your thoughts on Ben Griffin? And we'll get into the lower 8K range. Yeah, you like you touched on him. And he went through that stretch kind of the earlier part of last year where he showed his ceiling and his potential. Um, and, and he is a very good player. And I think, I mean, these are kind of the events too where they're not as strong of a field. These guys just pop up again and start to pop. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like sometimes you have a guy who's like a younger guy who goes through the beginning part of the season. He's playing really well and we kind of get a little down on them, but really it's just the fields get strong and they're not as good as some of the top names. We're back to some of these weaker fields and these guys really have a chance. Yeah. To you got to get them. Time. This is the time you play those ugly names. So you have a sliver of hope in like these are the events that they win and they will, if you have one, percent feeling that this guy can make you money that this guy can win you a bet just play him there's no right or wrong answers at a golf course like this in a field like this anyone can do it so i i agree with these uh, the bottom names lee hodges obviously is a pga tour winner now davis thompson garrick higo i feel like he's gonna be popular with that driver and i feel like luke list is a bit overpriced i don't think he should be that high he's kind of sucks now um, so any, any overall thoughts on these, on this bottom 8k range before we get into 7k? Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I think Higo is going to be really popular. Um, yeah, I, I'm not really overly sold on any of these guys. Uh, I agree. Really we'll, we'll hold off for entering a guy down here right now and we'll come back to it if we need to. Let's touch on this upper 7k range. Akshay is going to be giga chalk just name value price yeah. pj tour winner everyone loves to play Ak- akshay now nick lindheim he's a guy from the corn ferry tour who literally finishes t5 every time he starts but he didn't play a lot of times because he was injured i forget what, what he hurt but he played like seven starts in the corn ferry tour and like top 10 and like eight of them something stupid like that or not something stupid i'm sorry i misspoke right there but alex norin He's a guy who kind of always models out well, for me at least. Davis Riley is very interesting. Davis Riley is from Mississippi, and I think I'm playing him just for that reason. I Yeah, I had Davis Riley kind of start off this week. Um, he disappointed me a little bit last year just because... Disappointed like, me every week last year. <laughs> it was just like he went through that stretch in 2022, I guess two years ago, where like he was he was looking like, so good i mean i think he had like six straight weeks where he was like right around the top 10 and yeah he looked like he was like legit and then last year he was just fell into a little bit more inconsistency but just like we kind of talked about with ben griffin i mean this is a type of event where you kind of play this guy especially after it's not really an off season but they kind of had some time off to regroup um maybe he bounces back and this is kind of a weaker field i could see him playing well here and I like the Mississippi narrative too. Hell yeah. I think down here, I like two guys. That's Grayson Sig and Nick Hardy. Grayson Sig's kind of coming on, went to college at Georgia, making these connections. And Grayson Sig's not just, he's not just didn't go to just go to college at Georgia. He's playing decent golf right now, or at least was in the late, later half of the season too. And Nick Hardy finished, I believe he finished fifth in this event last year. And he was a guy who in the, uh, played well at the la- last few weeks of the season. He's a guy with a lot of talent. I think he can get his first win in the fall. Um, this guy, I bet here and there. Anyone else in this lower 7K range you like? And then we'll definitely add someone to our lineup. 
Uh, I like the Hardy shout. I think uh, Callum Taren is an interesting one for me. Um, I can never seem to figure him out. It's like whenever I play him, he doesn't do well. And then whenever I don't, he pops up again. Um, looking down here. Yeah. yeah. I, there's no one I'm uh, overly. I think Buckley will, gar- will garner some ownership down here just because I think, is he from this area too? He went to college at Missouri, I believe. I don't know where he's from, but I'm try- I, I like making college connections. I don't know. I'm weird. Yeah. No, Who I like it. Here? Who else done it? Chad Ramey. I think he went to Mississippi State. Let's oh, make all these connections. Holy <laughs> shit. What do you do? With, what do you think of uh, Sam Bennett? I mean, he's young. He obviously has some potential. He's another guy who's great off the tee. Uh, I don't know. I think he's so. I think he's a difficult conditions guy. I really do. I think you play Sam Bennett when it scores twelve under, not nineteen under. But that's just me trying to go out on a limb and get ahead of that narrative because I'll play him when it gets tough. Uh, I don't know right now. I'm probably going to take a backseat to to Sam Bennett. Let's see who we're going to have to play. I think it's got to be someone from this. From this 70, 74 to $7,600 range. Do you want to throw in, want to do uh, Hardy? Yeah, let's do Hardy. Let's do Hardy. And we're left with, well, we have someone else from up here before we get into this. We like Riley range. too. I don't know. We liked Riley. Okay. Yeah. So this is, we have a lot of room left. So we let's did. go down and talk about some guys. We'll do a quick run to the 6K range. And the seven and the bottom 7K range. Will Gordon is 6,900. That's well pops off the page. Yeah, guy, he is also a south a southeastern guy. Vanderbilt. Yeah, he went to Vanderbilt, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's a guy who can bomb it with a driver. I bet him at the last week. He didn't really pay, uh, pan out for me, but he's just a guy. Like I'm buying that ceiling. I'm buying that uh, young talent. I think Will Gordon at 6900 is a great play. He's shown to pop really, really well in the first 36 holes. Then can't put it together on the weekend, but I really love Will Gordon's game. He was like Mr. Early season, first round leader. It was every yeah. week he was right around there. Um, and he clearly has the talent. I mean, I remember when he was coming up, he played pretty well too. I, I like him. Let's, let's see what happens when you plug in Will Gordon. We're left with 8,500. So let's go up, pick one more guy in the lineup. But before we put this end, before, before we finish this lineup, I have one more ad read and that is underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. From now until October 4th, Underdog Fantasy is matching 100% of the first deposits up to $500. On $100,000 Sundays, continue, continue. Enter into their contest and one person, 10 people, sorry, 10 people will get selected to win $10,000 each. Literally, you can enter in five bucks and have a chance to win 10K. Who doesn't want to do that? Let Underdog Fantasy, code SGPN. One more selection, $8,500 to spend. We have a lot of room, I more room than I thought we would have. So, this is, and this is, and we go back to right, right back to this range. This is the yeah. range that, Ryder, wow, okay. Griffin, yeah. Right, this is our range. So, yeah. Sam Ryder, Ben Griffin, Lee Hodges, Davey Tom, Garrick. Do I, I don't think we need to go any lower than that. I think we could just, we just hit someone in this range. So, we touched on Sam Ryder. We love his approach. We love. We think he's. We, you said he can get hot with the putter. I think it's got to be one of these two guys because we like these two guys the most. Yeah, so it's got to be on Ben Griffin. Sell me on Ben Griffin, Ben Griffin, or Sam Ryder. Which one do you like better? This, I had Ryder written of, down. This going into this week. I know. Ryder I, know. I uh, uh, I feel like you know. I like I like Ryder, but I feel like I'm so he's so ingrained in my mind. He was on 
the commercial every time during the Ryder Cup. Too obvious. Like Too o- he's yeah. like, it's like kind of that advertising. He's stuck in my head now. Um, you know what's crazy? He's go- he's literally going to get. It's going to be three percent, but he's going to get a three percent ownership boost because of the commercials. I'm not even kidding. It's like, crazy. Like he, the casuals would be like, "Oh yeah, I see that guy." Yeah. So I feel like it we have to go Griffin. Every time I looked Griffin. up, he was on the screen. Just therefore, we got to pivot. I think we got to pivot to Griffin. Yeah, we got. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Stefan Yeager, Adam Svensson, Nick Hardy, Davis Riley, Will Gordon, Ben Griffin. I think the, I think that is the, that's the lineup we're gonna go with the show. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw like that it. one in for us. Well, that about wraps it up. Sanderson Farms DFS went through every tier. Um, if you don't follow Matt Miller on Twitter, Matty Mills eighty five. You guys know where to find me and hit up him if you have any questions. He will be happy to answer you. I'm sure. Um, any other closing thoughts for you? No, I appreciate you having me on. It's a lot of fun. Um, of course, uh, of course. Hopefully, get to do it again sometime. Yeah, definitely. The first time we ever, literally, first time we ever talked, and it was a very easy show, easy going show. When we went through the ranges, and that wraps it up. You will find me tomorrow or Wednesday. Not sure when my next show is, but doing a bunch of golf stuff. So DM me on Twitter. Any questions? I will see you guys soon. Peace out. Thanks for having me on.